0: Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Round Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Andy Malter. And to help us round out all this mess that's going on on a
1: Friday, Mr. Matt Rooney's in the house. I'll start with you, Matt. Did you watch any of that basketball game last night? You know, I flipped to it after the hockey game was over, so I stayed on brand. But that was pretty much in time to watch the Warriors go on a big run in the third, and then the Celtics go on an even bigger run in the fourth. And that was for two blowout quarters, a wildly entertaining basketball game. I was that was a lot of fun to watch. It I was good. Or, I may or may not have been
0: at a casino and live um the second period over in that hockey game with Gold State to win the first
1: quarter. Hey, down at parks or, or your what? Second- your second period over hit in about two minutes, I think, if I what remember is, correctly. what
2: is the uh, What are the locals there? Is it the parks? Is that a thing? Sure. Or?
1: There is parks. Parks is about 45
0: minutes in there. That's Those actually where I did go. That's, that's the nicest sports book probably in Pennsylvania. They do a really nice job there. They have some weird drink rules. They can only serve you a drink every 30 minutes or something, which is not to my like liking. But, you know nice chairs and again it was just nice to get a little bit there so i too was watching a little bit of the hockey and they had it on one of those curved screens like on the corner ooh i like that really kind of a funky feel there i mean how about you andy what were you watching
2: yeah no i had it like my i don't i'm not real big planner but i do plan tv time very specifically so i had to check <laughs> that like, sounds about right well like i had stuff. to check cuz the kids wanted to watch d3 which obviously the worst mighty ducks but they still they're completists, and they'd seen the first two for the first time last week, and they want to watch the third one, which does suck, but it's still okay. let so fine. Figure out figure out how long that was. Make sure that got done before that. I played a little Breath Breath of the Wild Zelda with the kids, and then uh, yeah, just right into the game slash looking at some golf stuff and wildly entertaining. Hopefully, we get more of these. And actually, honestly, the hockey game was great too for somebody who's sitting on. I don't remember why I bet so much on it, but I have a bunch on uh, Avalanche to win the Western Conference. At, I mean, basically like a coin flip price. So, I'm a I'm a fan of the lead they've taken in that series. Hopefully, things continue as they. It heads to Calgary for two, right? Edmonton for two next. Yeah. Close cool uh, so enough. Same process. When, same when I when same I said promise. Calgary, I meant Alberta. Same, That's what I was trying Yeah, say. Yeah, it's all the same.
1: That, that one was, in, it was, it was interesting last night because Colorado kind of dominated game one. They got out that big lead, and then they tried to just sit back and protect it, which they shouldn't have done, which allowed Edmonton to come back. Last night, they dominated for just totally different reasons. They just decided they were going to control the pace and control the puck the entire, the entire game, and they did. I and mean, they got that offense in the two-minute span, and the rest of the time was just not really quite playing keep away. But kind of playing keep away and daring Edmonton to come get the puck from, they just kind of couldn't. Like, I don't know how much you guys watch with the NBA finals on, but how often did you actually notice McDavid or Dreisaitl on the ice last night? Not a whole lot because Colorado just controlled play the entire time. And that's just how good they are defensively. They, they're so fast, so skilled with the puck that they were just kind of able to suffocate Edmonton in a completely different way than they did in game one, which was, they should just, just shows you how dangerous they are. They should just do that
2: all the time, I guess. You know, I that's think they're going to
1: try. I that's th- what think I they're going to try. That was clearly their strategy after game one. I, I, their, their coach, Peter Bednar's his name, was pretty much just like, yeah, we won, but like that's not sustainable. We're, we need to be better on the other end. and they came out and gave their backup goalie a shutout. I think Edmonton combined you know what, for 11 is, shots in the last
2: two periods. It's good to try. It is very similar to D3 because that team, you know, the Ducks could score. And then the new coach at Eden Hall Academy said, that, you know, you gotta this pick up the trash. You gotta clean said, up yeah, the trash. You clean up the trash. This isn't Pee Wee hockey anymore. We're gonna play two way hockey. He mm-hmm. really, he really, really coached defense up. Charlie wasn't buying it, but he he finally bought in. He got the bought in. Porter came back from Chicago, and sure enough, they beat the varsity. So, uh, the Western
1: Conference Finals is D three. Essentially, our analysis it is, it is, on today's brownback
2: It is D three. Oh, speaking of D three, DQ <laughs> Dairy Queen. No, I'm still I am still a little mad about the DQ because oh, I the feel like, the thing. I feel like I would have had a perfect day. I won all my other bets. The two that I gave out here yesterday won. Quite easily, honestly, uh, all the all the ma- I think the three matchups I bet won by a combined 17 strokes if you throw out the one that lost by DQ. And then not only that, but it was against Patrick Reed, who shot four over yesterday. And it's not like Matsuyama was lighting the world on fire, but I feel like there was a chip chair and a chance he was going to be able to shoot plus four or better. To get me the sweep either way three and one yesterday a couple are off already for those who are lucky enough to be in the members only discord um looks like they lead by one stroke after 15 and two strokes after 10. so hopefully i didn't jinx anything only one more on the card for the rest of the day and it is a repeater of yesterday this is the one i didn't talk about yesterday because obviously thursday and friday flip times on tees so this was a morning tea time yesterday where zal I mean, you saw what he did. He was one off the lead, I believe, so he had a good day. Jason Day did not have a good day. I don't believe that's going to change despite the conditions changing a little. I just don't have these guys anywhere close to each other in my numbers. I would price this at like minus 170, and right now you're not getting near that on the money line, but I'm laying the half stroke. A lot of that, I'm not going to bore you with the math on how I decide to do that sometimes. It's not it's not always just, oh, it's like minus 150. I'm going to lay the half stroke to cut the juice. It it has to do with the best of the number I can find on that and the the essentially a three-way line like this. So I am laying it today. Zal minus a half stroke over Jason Day. The same one was priced at minus 107 yesterday. So they have increased it, but not enough for my liking. So I will be betting this one again. And they both tee off at... One twelve p.m. Eastern, so you have about an hour and a half if you want to play along with this one. And hopefully, Zell Torres plays well again because not only do I want him to win this, I have an outright on him, and he's only a, a he's you know tied for third right now, stroke off the lead. So, let's go, Zal, down in Mirfield, Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. I can do. Who? It. Who thought? The Rangers were gonna win. Yeah, I guess Rangers fans did. I don't know. I didn't watch the lick of that game. We got game two tonight. This is again in in the Mecca. In New York, Madison oh, okay. Square
1: Garden at the Mecca. Awesome. So,
2: you know what? Series hasn't started. The NBA series has started. It's this true. This one has not has not started because no not one's yet won, begun. No one's won a road game. Twenty one games so far in the dolls, Verov. Yeah. Um, before we get to Madness NHL bets, I was really fucking mad at Zverev. God, he had that set a couple times. He had the six uh, three lead in the tiebreaker and just goes full. Sasha killed some of my fun prop bets. If we could get another tiebreaker here, it's sitting at twenty six. Um, a tiebreaker win for Zverev would all but guarantee over betters. Getting home, but even a tiebreaker here would just be lovely. So let's go, Sasha. And yeah, let's head to New York for Lightning Rangers game two. It doesn't look like you bet anything here. I bet, bet a few things.
1: That's Three picks and I'm all I'm all on the lightning tonight. I actually the the money line when I first uh, wrote my blog this morning around like seven thirty eight o'clock was like minus one twenty five minus one twenty eight for Tampa. It's already jumped up to minus one thirty four. I'd imagine it's going to climb a little bit more. Um, We hear this storyline after the lightning lose every, every any game in the playoffs. I think it's 18 consecutive playoff losses that they've now followed up with a win. They haven't lost back to back in that many in their last 18 playoff losses. So I fully expect them to come back and win, keep that going tonight. I like their team total over two and a half. You look at, they, they obviously didn't lose in the Florida series. They swept that one. But if you look at the Toronto series, they lost that game one, five to nothing. They came back and won five to three. Uh, they, they lost game three. Then they came back and won seven to three. They lost game uh, was it five. And then they came back and won game six, four to three. So they went over two and a half, went over three, in and all of those or at least yeah. Oh, Four or more in, in all three of those bounce back games. All those overs, the lowest total you saw was seven. I know Igor Sterkin's been playing really well, and I think he's going to play well tonight. But I think you see a, a motivated, ready Tampa team that kind of has, I hate the, the, the rest versus rust debate sometimes gets a little bit outdated. But I think we saw a little bit of rust from Tampa not having played for a while against the New York team that was riding a whole lot of momentum. So I think Tampa's going to go over their team total two and a half. I think they're going to win tonight, and I like that over six, just because while shusterkins better than what we saw in net for for Toronto with Jack Campbell, uh, by a long shot. I, I still think the alt over. I, I think. Vasilevsky is still allowed some goals in those Toronto games. I don't think he's going to completely go out go off tonight. I think New York's still going to get theirs because they're going to have some momentum at home. But I do think Tampa's going to win them. I think they're going to go over that three and a half at four mark, maybe uh, six at plus 138. I really like those odds. And hey, last night, the play for everybody was over seven, over seven, over seven in, uh, in Edmonton, Colorado. That was under by a long shot. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think you're going to see a lot of I think the under five and a half was like minus 130 tonight. So everybody's on the under. I actually kind of think that there's a little bit of a chance we see a little bit of a swing the other way and hit that over, and I decided why not jump over to an alt over and buy that hook, sell that hook. Excuse me, sell it. Plus, I know I know I know Andy loves alt overs. That's
2: kind of I love. I I just love selling points, selling runs, selling strokes, um, selling stones. I did that once in a curling match. Or they had some reason there was an alt total in a curling match, which I'm sure you Canadians are used to that, but yes, uh the WTA, as Alex joked about in the tennis chat, has broken out a day early. This second set is a fucking mess. Like has Rafa Rafa's three game wins are all on breaks of serve. There's only been one hold of serve in the second set so we are eight games deep with seven breaks of serve this is supposed to be a grand slam semi-final and things have gotten sloppy here so sasha serving for the set now this would be lovely for leg show magazine who has the over 37 um alex you're sitting on an what do you need 36 plus the the nadal win uh oh! I think you muted yourself. Oh no! Look at him. Oh no! He's gone. He's gone silent on me. I don't know. I'm having flashbacks to the one
1: time it was him, him and I hosting the show, oh, and he remember was gone. That? I had to talk about tennis. That, right was that Hey, we there got you your back. There you go. I was really hoping that's... I didn't have to talk talk tennis there.
0: Oh, no, that's sorry about that. I guess. It's... I have to figure out something with my microphone. My computer doesn't like it from time to time. They're very touchy. I guess they're having like a bump in their relationship. But yeah, I was going to say, I, I thought we had a chance at a, quote, broken set, if you will. I I, I cherish, and it's happened just once in my tennis um, following experience, that there were 12 breaks in a set. And I thought there was a chance here for a men's match to do it. But, yeah, there was, unfortunately, a hold or two stuck in there. And yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's it looks like it's going to keep going over. It would be nice if Zverev won a set that would make all of us Again, especially um, who's got over 37, their leg shell. Um, better about that.
2: Yeah. And then uh, tomorrow actually will have some WTA. Just one match, unless you count some uh, ITF and low-level stuff, which even that's getting towards the end of those tournaments. But golf. Coco Goff, you have a this is hilarious, actually. I haven't said this <laughs> up. You have a 30 Matt, he has a 35 to one outright into the finals. And there's almost no way to to make money off it with the with the finals being God. You know, you know, he had a couple other outrights that lost, maybe a unit, yeah. unit and a half worth. Have some out, outright exposure on Miss Schwertek and it's about a break even probability here which which stinks i said maybe it just opens you up to be able to bet a shitload on uh on uh, iga money line
1: well if he's got his iga parlays he should be okay then that's kind of like your hedge right you threw in a bunch of those counting
0: there's definitely a bunch of those but i think it was just kind of staggering from like the mathematical ex- exercise, and I'm gonna do it right now real quick. I mean, what I showed Andy earlier was took into account some other outrights. So basically it was, I could lock in myself in like 0.2 units, but let's say that you just bet IGA, you know, and you're trying to take a look at that and hedge. I mean, the most that you, I think you're gonna be able to lock in is, you know, a handful of units at the absolute most. It's just, it's it speaks to the math of how A, hard it is to hedge and B, um, how hard it can be just to make money against somebody like this when they're playing this well. It's just unbelievable.
2: Yeah, it's saying somebody – you know, we we talk about this a lot in the NFL. We talk about it in any sort of tournament form like this. Is is it better to just do a rollover on the uh, money lines for a series or a match, a game? And somebody asked me after the semifinals, what what was the rollover to get to the final? And it was like minus 300. He rolled over six matches. It still only came to minus 300. So not only has she been dominant, she had the path open up a little bit in a couple spots. So it was they hard to make money. That going down. Yeah. Congrats to the people who grabbed like four to ones when uh, we had our retirement a couple months ago. So those Again. people are licking their chops for tomorrow's match
0: we got all those, we got all our parlays, and I just did quickly look at it. If you had just bet, uh, I'm sorry, if you just bet Goff, if you wanted to balance out your portfolio on EGA, um, you'd have to bet about 32 units on EGA today, and you'd be able to lock in about a three-unit profit.
2: Well, what? So if you
0: have 35 units lying around, it's just, ugh, it's tough, man. It's tough when you get so, to these finals so- and they're minus 700, but we'll see. I mean, if there's anybody that has a chance, it's got to be one of these, Younger players who can somehow redline for a short period. I don't know if Goff is that player, but we'll see. I, fingers across.
2: And so, breakpoint in it all.
1: I'm sitting on an EGA avalanche parlay. Avalanche to win the cup. EGA to win the front. Should I try and hedge a little bit on Goff at all? Worth it? Nah, no,
0: because you don't yeah. know even if the avalanche have won yet. You know, you're kind of uh, jumping yeah. in too early.
2: Yeah, you're just hoping for – that avalanche ticket to accrue some value. So, uh, But yeah, tomorrow what, 9, 10 Eastern? When does it start? It's morning. It's morning tennis for sure.
0: Yeah, It'll be nice. I'll get up. Uh, honestly, I'll probably have a little bottle of Prosecco going, maybe do something like that to get myself started and hope that I get to enjoy some tennis for a little while. It's usually early in the morning. I'm pulling up the start time right now, but I think we see what we've seen maybe the last couple matches here for EGA. Competitive first sets and then she kind of takes care of business this match does start at 9 a.m eastern tomorrow again coco has had a really nice tournament she's been playing some good tennis now there are a couple things that she does that is just not able to generate enough power in some of her defensive shots he is going to have some really um easy returns here at certain points but i think we see a competitive set here i have this closer to nine and a half and i was able to get first set here over nine games pretty close to even money and that half game makes a big difference i was thinking maybe looking at golf plus three they even have had some plus three and a half which is completely unseen uh in tennis but it looks like it's two and a half so i'm gonna make this bet looking at it again ex- expected to be a competitive first set and that's why i'm going with this instead of the full set over might look at some other things i don't know if necessarily to be a tiebreaker or might even look at over ten and a half games which i didn't see a bunch of places but i think again it'll be a nice fun first set of tennis and then know maybe Goff gets the first set and things are interesting, but you know, if Ega takes that first set, six, four, seven, five, we've cashed our ticket and can lean back and enjoy the six one, six, two that's coming to follow.
2: Yeah, it does feel like well, not only that, but being down a set in best of three, that has it's it's very tough. Like just as you sit down in the bench and try to picture yourself winning the next two sets off her, like that has to break your brain. I can't. When's the last time somebody won two sets off her? It's been. We're up up to about 41 matches now. Yeah. We're, we're, we're starting to measure in months. So at this point it's uh, it's getting nasty for them out there. So hopefully, uh, I don't know. Hopefully the first set, it's a little bit of fun. Like you said, I don't want to get up and watch this and have it last like 62 minutes. I'd like a little bit of tennis to watch, although golf will be starting shortly after that. And then we'll have some baseball. And that's uh that's where we're going next. That's why we kept Matt on this long. He's got some baseball bets today too. I think I'm opposite do, on one of these with
1: I do have one. I you can tell me whichever one that is, and I probably won't necessarily say you're wrong because baseball betting has just been really hard to get a read on this year. One one bet I am going to add is is Noops Phillies money line. They fired Joe Girardi today, I'm, and I'm a, I'm a big believer in the fired manager yes, coach interim yes, manager game big yes. college football college football season rolls around I'm betting that mm-hmm, every right, time there's an interim that head coach we're back we're back in the interim I, I I think I saw I think Trout might be out tonight too I know he got hit by a pitch in the elbow and I think he might be out, out for a couple of days would I hopefully it's not a long stint because he's good for baseball but if, if he's out and the Phillies have a new interim they were the favorites I think on the money line but but we're taking them um and then the three on my card I still had to find a way to get a White Sox bet in there, even though they're just absolutely horrible right now. Andrew Vaughn is somebody who hasn't been absolutely horrible right now, or this season. He's actually been very good. There's a lefty on the mound. His splits are very good against lefties. He should be hitting higher up in the lineup, but for some reason, Tony LaRusso likes hitting him seventh or eighth, ninth sometimes for some ungodly reason. Nobody knows. But if he's hitting in the top of the lineup, he should get four or five looks at it tonight. And plus two and a half total bases at plus 150. I really like that juice. That's why I took the number there. Uh, I'm going to guess this is what you have the opposite of me on there, Cubs Cardinals. I'm taking the under eight minus 102, mainly because I checked the weather this morning. And I saw there's about a, at least supposed to be about a 10 mile an hour wind blowing west, which means blowing in at Wrigley Field. And usually with these day games at Wrigley, if the wind's blowing out, you take the over. If the wind's blowing in, you take the under. Uh, it's also a pretty good pitching matchup. Miles Michaelis has been really good for St. Louis. Marcus Strowman, who started off terrible for the Cubs, and had an ERA like in the eights after two or three starts, has gotten that back down into the threes. So he's been a whole lot better. And I know the Cubs offense has been hitting pretty well lately, but I still don't really buy them as all that good. I think they're going to be up and down all year. So I like with the wind blowing in the under because the Cubs are as well are a team that kind of relies on the long ball. And if they're they're hitting the ball out of the park, they're going to score a lot of runs. And if they're not, they're not going to score all that much. So I, I'm, I'm taking the wind in that one. Um, and then the Guardians, minus one and a half against the Orioles, still getting used to that. Uh, they've won, four, yeah. of last, they've won the four of their last five. They've won four of their last five. baseball team. Yeah, let's, we'll call them Cleveland. Uh, we're going to take the fighting Jose Ramirez's, the, the Cleveland Jose Ramirez's minus one and a half at Baltimore. Shane Bieber's on the mound. Uh, he's a, a perennial Cy Young candidate against a Bruce Zimmerman, who I've got to be honest with you, before I checked the starting matchup today, hadn't really ever heard of. Uh, he's been fine this year, but I'm going to take Shane Bieber with a, a Guardians team, a Cleveland team. It's won four of their last five, all by uh, more than two runs against an Orioles team that isn't all that good. I just think there's a lot of value there with an ace going up against whoever Bruce Zimmerman is. So that is my, uh, that that's my card for the day. If I you like had asked me,
2: yeah, about Bruce Zimmerman, who do you think Bruce Zimmerman is in the world of baseball? I would have guessed. You just said like a manager like, somewhere. Yeah. I, w- I would have said like bench coach.
0: Third rate umpire.
2: Yeah. It would it would have been bench coach. then like Pirates pitching um- coach. Umpire and then player. He yeah. doesn't sound like a player. He's probably going to throw a person.
1: To, to his credit, like, he's got an ERA in the low fours, and he's been fine this year. I just – Cleveland's the road team, so they get that extra at bat. They've won, won four out of five. They beat up on bad teams this year, and they got a Cy Young candidate on them mound. So let's let's take them minus the one and a half, plus 130.
2: The Guardians of the – No relation
0: uh, to the guy that Pedro Martinez threw down, right?
2: That was Z- No, that was that was, oh, was Don Zimmer. Zimmer, mm, Zimmer. Yeah, just Zimmer. Mm. God, that was an all-time weird move. That was that was hilarious. <laughs> a lot of bad
0: decisions <laughs> at that moment by a lot of people. There,
2: a lot of things were happening at that moment. So, all right, then a uh, game tomorrow night. The Celtics. Sunday. Drew did a pretty yeah. Sunday. Drew did a pretty good job of uh, guessing where this money line would go. We, we said we, you know, we guessed where it would go depending on the outcome of game one and we said we'll only get confirmation on one way we won't ever know what would happen the other way but it was a pretty good guess as far as he thought it would be a little more one-sided if the celtics were to win and then patrick real quick back to don Zimmer. that was a he says that's an all-time imagine if twitter was around moment oh my god that's full yes like Twitter would have Twitter would have been fun for the rest of the day for sure. The yeah. gifts and the memes you'd have
1: gotten from that moment.
0: Right, what would have Pedro Martinez been throwing down? What would they have put Zimmer in, like floating around? There'd have been mm-hmm. one of those videos of him flying into space or something. Yeah. Missed that yeah, opportunity.
2: Lots to miss. I feel like we need to grab some of that now.
0: Maybe we could have, like <laughs> redo history days. Let's all pretend <clears throat> like that happened today. Yeah, the let's Internet can have something to do on a Tuesday.
2: We need to do yeah throughout the summer when there's nothing. Add that on.
0: to Elon Musk's list.
2: I'm gonna yeah, add that for sure. Um, no bets yeah. yet, Sunday, for you, but we'll take a look at this series price, and it is minus 170, plus 140. I don't know what do you have a thought on how this game goes? Celtics look kind of bad for a while, but really that the dubs were shooting well, and maybe that's sustainable because they kind of have those kind of shooters who can who could keep that up for four or five games, but if they don't, man. Celtics could kind of truck them at
0: home. Yeah, kudos to Drew for hitting the nail on the head with the series price. And it makes sense, right? The Celtics didn't only just win, they captured home court advantage. So that's why the adjustment's bigger for them winning than it would necessarily be if Golden State won. And as I look at the game one in general, Golden State had a pretty solid game. I, I don't necessarily know offensively what they can do better. They shot 42% 42% from three on 45 three-point attempts. Now, they only shot 15 free throws. Maybe pick up a couple more of those. They didn't turn the ball over in I mean, 14 turnovers. Again, maybe you can turn that down. But all the concern that I had about Golden State last night, it was obviously in the first quarter, a lot of standing around on defense. I didn't see a level of energy, especially in that first quarter. I mean, Golden State seemed to be happy to be up by five to six points when I think they really could have come out and put up like a 10, 15 point lead at some point early in the first half and maybe put this Celtics team away, especially with how good they are in third quarters. But I just I wonder what they're relying a little much on being at home again, that third quarter advantage. Boston looked great. I thought that they look would look great in the series. I mean, I'm super happy. I got some Celtics series in my pocket. Celtics minus one and a half games. They just they seem like the more talented team um it was a good night for Al Horford all things are, are looking solid so you know of course that can't go wrong but I think the Warriors look solid the second game I think we'll see a lot of the same stuff from them defensively I think the look for me will end up being an under of course I'll post that on Vetsburg. it's just Alex Christensen there um but I think I'll end up with an under at some point as I look at that game we got our over pretty comfortably 128 points but the pace was right around 94 which I think is kind of what I expected it might even be a little bit slower Again, I think Golden State's going to look at that game and really try to tie things down defensively, try to find ways to slow down Boston and not leave so many just honestly open shooters as they had. I mean, again, Boston shoots 50% from the field and 50% from three. It was kind of a nutty game there. So we'll probably end up with an under in the second game, but you have to feel really bad as a Golden State fan to, I mean, not only have lost that game, but to have lost it by 12 points.
2: Yeah. I was happy to get the three and a half home felt bad, not having the money line. I, I felt at first, I felt bad, not having the money line because they were down by a trillion in the third quarter. And <laughs> I said, Oh man, I just, I wish I'd just taken the money line that I didn't lay any juice. You know, I'd have just lost the unit instead of 1.1. And then we got to the uh, end of the game. Like, Oh, I wish I had the money line. So I had more money, but uh, I'll be looking forward to that one on Sunday for sure. Hopefully golf. I just, one of my outrights has like a 10 stroke lead. I can just kind of Slide into the evening, not worry about things and roll. And uh, yeah, this tennis match is still drunk. It is 5 5 30 15. We are now sitting on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight breaks of serve. Rafa has five points, five games. Only one was won off his racket of serve. So drunk as shit. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get to another tiebreak. God, I'd love to see another tiebreak here. And yes, overbetters are going to lose in the worst possible way here. It's going to be, it's going to be for all. I'm trying to think <laughs> right where it would be. So if we had 26, and then you add eight to that, you're at 34, and then Rafa breaking there and winning 6-4 would turn it into uh, a 36 game match, ish, ish. I'm not even gonna, not even gonna think It's about hurting it. my brain. Yeah, tennis math, math is. You're hurting my brain is, here. is the worst, worst math. I want you to go home and try to figure out how you get 11 games in one set. Let's go you teach I'm your kids
1: math. Get up in there. Maybe we'll, have an, maybe we'll have another YouTube video of math, math class with Andy.
2: Honestly, you could, you could do some tennis math videos. That wouldn't be the worst thing. There's so much going on there. So, all right, well, shitload of picks for you today. If you missed some of that, rewind. If you rewind, hit the thumbs up while it's happening, and uh, yeah, we'll check y'all. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Matt, Alex, producer Dan, duel FanDuel, PropSwap, Profit Exchange, uh, my parents, the Academy, the audience, you guys, YouTube, and uh, Who see else you see Monday. You? That's it, I think.